Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 384. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. That's right, with me. But let me point out, a lot less of cold coffee is with me today. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at it. I hadn't seen you a couple weeks, man. You're oh, doing, I guess so. You're doing good. Putting in well, the work. I appreciate I can, that. I can see it, man. I appreciate that. I, I, had, a, I had a couple. Uh, Oscar said something last night, and I didn't even think about it. But he was like, "Dude, you look, you're looking, you're looking thinner." I was like, "Dude, that's really nice." And I had one of the classmates uh, say something, uh, but I feel it. I I still having a hard time seeing. I could, I, I'm starting to see it like in my like my belly area, right? And I'm starting to see it a little bit in my face. But I got this big ass beard. It's I hard. I mean, the giant hard to beard does make a little <laughs> bit of the, the adjustments hard to track hard in minute detail. But. Uh, yeah, man. It, I mean, it's a work in progress. I'm down 36. 36? 36. 36 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So I'm hoping uh, uh, we had that the, – the UFC gave us that good meal today. And so uh, I might I might just maybe do a little snack later or I might just drink water because I'm not really feeling hungry. I, my body's kind of gotten used to, like, the intermittent fasting and then getting, like, a good, solid, healthy meal. Right. And then just – you know, doing uh, some more workout. I've been doing a lot of like two a days. Look at but, you! But like just doing like cardio and stuff. Like a lot of times, I'll go back into the gym, uh, the garage gym, and like bike for like five miles, and then hop on like the the treadmill or something. Oh, it's got to be miserably hot in there. It is and isn't. But I did put a fan, so sometimes oh, okay. if it gets real hot, I'll raise, I'll crack the um the bottom of the garage open. Because so we're in the middle of it something. right now in Vegas. We're in that it's we're in that so 110 hot. degree kind of. I don't know if your garage does it, but like this garage here has like these. Like vents in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what that's for. If I don't know, just to vent gases or vent something or whatever. But so I feel like it, it keeps the air sort of going. But then with the fan. But honestly, um, the heat kind of helps the process because I sweat my butt off right. in there and stuff. So like, it's easy to kind of keep it going. Like even yesterday after the thing, I was kind of tired after we got back from the contender seat. I went in there and fucking bike for five miles and did like another like 10 minutes on the thing i've been trying to walk more been getting hitting my ten thousand steps like every day um just trying to to go you know part of it too you know obviously i'm feeling better you know the class is helping because i'm seeing better things in there but also now you know and it's probably bad because i'm doing the thing that everybody says don't do when you're like trying to lose weight and it's every fucking day i I measure my my i hop on the scale and i look at it but it motivates me but then i'm like the days that you you know maybe I drank a lot of water the night right. before and I don't I fluctuates I don't, up or I doesn't don't, go yeah, down yeah I don't release it and I'm just like oh, what happened I thought I ate good then you start like getting upset at yourself I and mean, I understand that's why people are like don't obsess over the scale you know but honestly by obsessing over the scales like when I started to see it I'm like dude just go fucking there go in the garage and work out a little bit more go do something go do something so we got a long way to go but um, you passed the halfway point though right. Past the halfway, but not past the halfway of what I want to lose for ah, myself. I mean, because yeah, yeah. in terms, honestly, like I, I, I'm do the program to want to lose weight. You know, right. it's, so I am treating it, and I'm, I like being a training partner for these guys. It's funny because you know, you know, what us fighters do. We're talking about you know helping our training partners. <laughs> you know, even though I don't have a fight coming up, I got to be in the gym. I got to be for in the my gym guys. For my guys, they're there for know? me. You know how we do as fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just trying to go in there, boy. Well, there was some work today, boy. I got I got clobbered in the head a couple times today, which was well, that's good. good. But, but Lose, it was good. losing weight and brain cells all losing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because there's the days that you know they want to do like grappling and takedowns, and I'm like, 
I hate getting taken down and like going to, just because this big frame down, up and down and up. You know, I feel my age and I'm just like, can we just punch each other in the face <laughs> instead? Can we, old we, mitts for can years we do more face punching instead of the other stuff? Um, but no, man, it's been good. But I appreciate that, you know, and I mean, by part of it, just seeing seeing uh, some returns starting to come has been uh, more motivating than anything else to just kind of keep keep going and you know i feel like that you know i know a lot of people are like oh you know post online and i feel like a d-bag sometimes doing it you know i'm never going to be probably putting like a workout routine because i'm not a workout person like i'm not going to be like here do this if you're looking for a nightly workout you know but it 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 is it has been fun sharing some stuff and getting feedback from people seeing it and stuff because then it's just like Okay, that picture where I thought it was okay, you know, and I'm looking nasty. I'm who likes a picture of a fat dude sweating? <laughs> and I had a lot of people like that last one because they understand where I'm at. I mean, in there's the a journey. market for everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. New Patreon in the works. <laughs> or, or, or you have to take that to OnlyFans. Is that an OnlyFans That's product? An OnlyFans product, I think. Uh, but no, it's been it's been good. Uh, it's. You know, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, but I, I appreciate it when people That's see awesome, something because it's hard for me. Outside of looking at the scale, I don't see it as much. I do. I feel it like my clothes aren't. Uh, you know, even today putting this belt that's normally tighter, I'm another notch in. I like so it's it. just those little things that you're just like fucking a. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's inspiring, and 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 just to kind of support you and your efforts, I am hand. You know. Knocking out some 12-ounce curls over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some award-winning past blue but ribbon. But you also recently got a comment uh, on – I don't know if you thought of you was just tooling you or if, if you – because I know you said you were, you were starting down to, to try to I'm work down some to stuff. I'm trying, not to, I'm trying not to have as, as many frosty beverages uh, on a nightly basis. Yeah. I know I know all the jokes are, you know, oh, I eat too much. I really don't eat that much, unfortunately. You I just really drink don't. a people, lot. People don't know that. Like, I mean, because I know even when we would go to buffets, like I'm the guy that's eating – enough for both of us yeah. and you pick at shit like a little bird i'm like i'm gonna get money our money's worth you did but you, <laughs> you, did. you I used, did. To, I used do. to do some work I in do. brazil bro uh but yeah every time we go out to eat like you've always like you eat a little bit and i'm always like man i'm really hungry i gotta eat more and you're yeah. like I'm hey like, let's I, get that beer let's start it in you i'm know? just yeah i'm 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 drinking like three thousand calories a night That's you it. know what i mean and that so I gotta I gotta back off that yeah. a little bit. I gotta back off. It's that. the empty. I mean, it's the empty. It's the empty calories, and I can feel the difference. Like, but say, I love a good frosty beverage, dude. And, and that's the thing. I'm not trying to not like drink. Uh, well, I'm, it's not like I'm giving up drinking. Just right now, especially during like the class, I wanted to make sure that if you say, okay, I'm gonna do this 20 week thing, try at least commit that 20 weeks. Commit to the 20 weeks right. to try to do as much. I'm not saying that I, I actually thought about when we got back here. I was like, maybe I'll have a beer, and I was like. Eh, maybe I won't, you know. So it's not like, you know, but it's just little baby steps. But it was like, all right, 20 weeks. Try to just make it easy on yourself by just saying, hey, I'm not really going to drink much. Yeah. I drank on the 4th, you know, uh, when I went to go back and see family. Um, but it's cool, man. But I noticed the difference. If I'm – say I work out in the morning and then say if I eat a little something decently. But if I have a couple beers, I feel like my body doesn't digest the food as well and process it. 
you know, which is kind of weird. I'm sure that like, oh, smarter it's people like would the be worst like substance on earth for, like, for <laughs> every body function that we have, right. other than other than your brain being right. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you feel so good. I don't yeah. understand. It messes up like every other organ in your body. Right, but. and it's boy, Dolce has been going hard. Do you ever watch like yeah. on his lately on his Instagram dude, shit? Dolce is as jacked now as he's dude, ever he's been. Dude, he's so fucking jacked. He's yeah. like something like his traps. I can't stop looking at his at his traps, and I'm just like, oh my. god. God, he, he's like straight up a science fiction movie. But lately, he's always like, "You want to lose weight?" One of the things. Trying to catch a mouse because I see them traps. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I should say that too. Uh, but I know one of his things. Like, you want to lose weight? And he talks about exercise and eating healthy. He's like, "Don't drink." I know. I, know. I have to get off Instagram every time I see him. I feel like he's talking straight to me. I'm like, it might, there might have been a line that you flashed. You could have just sent me a text or something, man. You don't have to put this out for the put whole on world to see. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh man, well, good for you, man. Halfway yeah, through I appreciate the program, you asking. Uh, no, 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 uh, no thoughts of uh, you know fighting. They, no. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate unleashing the- Kinbo slice <laughs> on the world. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm uh, you know because I understand. Like, I still, I like cardio is still an issue for me. I like I run the points, but even like today, like. My arms, my shoulder felt like blasted, but I was like, holy fuck, we still got a bunch of rounds we had to do. And I was like, now imagine if my training partners didn't have to stop while I was trying to, like, recover for something. And that's what a fight would be, right. you know. Um, it's one, I, My cardio is not to the point. I don't want to gas out and then have, like, feeling not 100% and having a legit heavyweight because I'm struggling to get to heavyweight. Right, right, right. I'm not a real. I shouldn't be a heavyweight. I'm a heavyweight because I'm fat. I don't want to fight a legit heavyweight because like they're six gonna foot fucking five. smash me. Yep. You know. So and you know I would joke you know but seriously I mean like 48 years old taking your your first amateur fight. If I felt better maybe, but right now no. But it doesn't mean I don't do Alta again or something or do something down the line. Yeah. You know maybe I get a wild hair at my ass. But that's what this was. It was never really about that. But I mean I'm certainly more in. I w- if I looked at where I'm at now from where I was at the beginning, I'm certainly a hell of a lot more open to the idea now than I was then just from seeing the progress. But it's still not it's still not what my goal is yeah. and want to do. Um, but I still like fucking punching faces in the class, though. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Good for you guys, man. I, yeah. I've been proud of you guys for going at it. So, uh, Listen, a couple days removed uh, from history. History for the MMA Roadshow. Uh, the oh, first God. ever edition of, of, of uh, episode of any kind that had no John Morgan involved. You've been asking for all coffee for seven years. I did for seven years. <laughs> I, was, I was having all cold coffee episode, and we finally got one. Uh, shout out to the the, the members of uh, Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, the supporters over there. They got to hear that little <laughs> bit of history. Of course, if anybody else wants to go over there and sign up for as little as $3 a month, you would have immediate access to that historical <laughs> moment uh, in the show as well. And uh, I know you didn't love doing it, but I will say thank you. I had, um, I had a crazy weekend, man. I, I, I will admit, last week uh, I, I bit off more than I could chew, man. I had too much going on at one time, man. I had – a trip to Dallas uh, to cover the UFC, which also included bringing my wife and kid with me, which also included seeing my mom and dad, which I was there, which also included a CFFC event uh, in commentary uh, in Memphis, Tunica, Mississippi, actually, just outside of Memphis uh, on Friday night. And, uh, man, it was just crazy. You know, Friday night during the co-main event of CFFC, I get a text uh, from American Airlines, hey, your flight's been canceled. We're working on rebooking you. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. 
all right, well, you know, no big deal. Just be a little bit late or whatever because I was flying back on Saturday to get to, to Dallas for the show. And then I get a text. And it's like, hey, we rebooked you for Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And I was like, it's Friday night. Why are you rebooking me for Sunday morning? Yeah. I'm like, that can't be right. So I go back to my room, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, hey, travel expert. I've done a little bit of this, man. I can, I can make something happen. And so I did find a flight. I mean, this was ridiculous, but I was actually going to fly from Memphis to Charlotte on the East Coast and then back to Dallas, which, um, you know, a pain in the ass, but at least it gets me there and whatever, man. If, I, if I'm on the plane and there's power and there's Wi-Fi, like, you can work. I can work, you know what I mean? So it's not that big a deal. But uh, so I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of inconvenient, but I'm going to go ahead and go. So I, I get to the airport in Memphis, and, and literally as I'm walking in the door, I get a message like, your flight's been delayed. So the flight that I had to Charlotte was so delayed that I was going to miss my connection oh, back geez. to Dallas. So at that point, I'm like, what do I do? Like, do I go to, do I go to Charlotte and try to find, like, I'm getting further away from Dallas. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Go in the opposite like, direction. Yeah, like, that, nah, I think I should stay. So I stayed, and. But I couldn't find anything, man. There was there was one flight that was leaving for Dallas, like right as I got there, but it's completely oversold, overbooked. I couldn't get anything there, so uh, just an absolute. I don't know. And, and to this day, I still have no idea why the flight was canceled. Um, but I ended up not being at a flat till Sunday, so I just went, got like a random hotel room in in Memphis, and set up in there, and had some frosty beverages delivered to the room, and uh, opened up the laptop and. Uh, just watched the pay-per-view from there and, and uh, flew back on Sunday morning to Dallas, picked up my family. To collect the yeah, family and Basically then go flew back. to DFW. My mom, think my mom came and picked me up from DFW and drove me to her house, which is about 30 minutes away, 35, um, and then took a little nap because I was exhausted because I stayed up most of the night and then and then collected the family, drove back out to DFW and flew home. <laughs> but ultimately there was no way for me to do the show, and so I had to last second kind of dump that on you. But uh, – you were you were happy to deliver. You were, oh, in fact, so you were, I was so so happy. Well, you were, there was less resistance than I anticipated getting when I was well, like, because I knew it had to happen. You know, it's uh, like one. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh fuck, and you know, because part of me was like, aren't you sure you could just do it tomorrow? <laughs> and then I was like, I know he's gonna be moving. And I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's crazy, and it's funny because I was gonna tease you again because. That week, I like how you set it up. You're like, oh, I had a lot of things going. The family was here. I was visiting this. Because I was like, oh, you mean also it was in the middle of a fight week. You were leaving the fight week to go do another event. <laughs> I was like, why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound familiar? What's happening this week? Uh, What's happening this week? I'm leaving to go do another event. Yeah, and that's something. <laughs> so, uh, as John said, lesson learned, I suppose. But no, <laughs> see, it wasn't that wasn't the problem. That was it was all the other stuff. But yes, actually, I'm, thank you for pointing that out. I am actually flying out tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning. I'm flying to now. This is a much shorter trip. I'm going to uh, L.A. from Vegas. Uh, and I'm going to be calling Callum Walsh's uh, next boxing match. So I'm pretty excited about this, man. This is a, uh, Hollywood Fight Nights is the name of the promotion. It'll be on UFC Fight Pass. So if anybody wants to check it out and uh, see me doing a little bit of boxing commentary, uh, I, I certainly would appreciate it. Thursday night, Callum Walsh, um, undefeated King Callum Walsh, young Irishman, 3-0 and thus far in his career, three first-round knockouts, um, and uh, had a chance to – to meet Dana White and, and uh, Tom Loeffler, who's the promoter, actually got a deal with his promotion on Fight Pass, and uh, he's fighting Benjamin Whitaker in the main event. It's a six-round fight at 154 pounds. And uh, I already talked to Tony Ferguson as well. He, Tony Ferguson trains with Calum Walsh a little bit. He said he'll be in the house, so be sure and check in with El Kukui. I was going to say, if you want to see this kid back in – this is – I guess I was in May. That wasn't even that long ago. Uh, it looks like it was in the UFC 274 fight week. They brought him in the back. And remember, they were like, I remember Chris, uh, 
Costello, UFC PR, was like, hey, guys, we're going to bring this kid back, you know, boxing. He's going to be doing the uh, UFC fight pass. And I remember we were just like, who is this? Who is this? He comes in. He was super polite, fresh face. He young, looked like a young little kid, you know. Uh, he was 20. I guess he's 21 at the time. Right. I guess he's probably 21, still yep. 21 now. Yep. But, um, no, it was, it's pretty spectacular. But if you want to see who this kid is, and it, I mean, he's obviously got a lot of hype around him. From what it made it seem like they made this sort of thing around him. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, no pressure, kid. Not at no all. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you came in and met UFC President Dana White. He, he wants to see you do well, and he's building this, you know, organization around you. And uh, so check it out. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I've gone back and watched his fights, obviously, in prepping for this event. And uh, you know, it, it, like boxing, I mean, he hasn't really been fully tested yet this early in his career. Just three and zero, three first round knockouts. But this week. Uh, on Thursday night, he'll actually be fighting Benjamin Whitaker, who's 15-8. and eight. So, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, still not a top-ranked guy yet, but a much more experienced guy. You know, this is not yeah. some – and it's not somebody that's, you know, 0-12 or 1-15. And, and I talked to Tom Loeffler, uh, the promoter, on the phone, and he said, listen, that's the way we're building this organization. He's like, you know, if, if you want to call it kind of more that MMA mindset of the way, you know, you guys have done it, then maybe so. But, you know, we're not doing showcase fights. We're, we're here to get guys tested and to, to – push him and you know yeah he's not fighting a world champion yet he's three and zero, but it is a, a step up in competition for him so you know they're not waiting until he's 15 and 0 or 20 and 0 to give him a step up in competition he's getting it now so uh i'm excited to do that so. and remind me he trained under freddie roach as well does, right that's right yeah yep. like that's legit i mean like that's legit yep. <laughs> trains of freddie roach uh had a 44 and 10 amateur record uh as a young teenager and then came over and that's crazy. Uh, wanted to train with Freddie Roach, and they said, all right, you can do 21 it. 21 years old, yeah, and he's man. already had a 40, 40, 40, 44. 40, 40, 44 and 10. So he had 50, That's so ridiculous. 54 he amateur fights. He started fighting when he was like 10. Yeah. Yeah, he was like 13, I think, when he started <laughs> oh, fighting. Oh, Yeah, it's crazy. So That's uh, awesome. I'm excited for it. So, yeah, a, a new, a new I've, you know, obviously I've been to some boxing events and covered some boxing events. And, you know, people always say, oh, hey, you know, you're in MMA. Do you watch boxing? And I tell them I like boxing, but truth be told, I really don't get to watch that much of it just because – you know, the events are, are usually running the same time we're doing events, so I'm, I'm, my attention's on that. But uh, certainly a fan of the sport and uh, have an appreciation for the art and uh, looking forward to be a part of this uh, broadcast on Thursday night. So uh, tune in on UFC Fight Pass, if you will. Let's show them some numbers. Let's, let's <laughs> let them know. So you get some more know. offers. Yeah, so maybe they want to bring me back. You know, it's, it's just a one-time <laughs> thing for now. They need somebody to fill in. Uh, I think they've done a couple of shows, and, and uh, the, the talent that they were using wasn't available. So they brought me in. But, you know, hey, man, maybe 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 I'm pressing them a little bit, and they, and they like me, and they say, be our guy, John. Be our guy. You are becoming the, the UFC Fight Pass uh, commentary guy. Well, that's the thing. I wanted to chase this part of my career, and uh, that's, you know, unfortunately made some changes in my day job, but uh, enjoying it and, and getting to chase this part of it, man. You know passion. what it didn't change? What's that? You still get nominated for the uh, MMA Journalist of the of the Year against yep. your arch rival, Mike Bond. Oh, yeah. The, 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 and that other outlet that you used to work for. outlet over there. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did get uh, nominated once again. I, I appreciate you pointing that out man it was a busy week last week so i still need to tweet about that i was gonna uh, say you haven't tweeted anything i know i need i've to. been making a big point because i know that uh you know i've never been the biggest fan of this thing but i also know that b between loyalties on sides and stuff i was like i'm just not even gonna fucking tweet anything i'm not gonna say anything they've been pushing it obviously how they do uh they want everybody to retweet and say stuff and blah 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 and i'm just like i hate the the awards in the in the first place this just giant popularity contest uh, but I was like, I'm not going to because I felt like that's like, like 
drawing weird like conclusions that people are like, oh, why is he doing this? Uh, Isn't he gonna blah blah yeah, blah yeah. blah blah blah? So I'm just like, I'm just leaving it alone. I I enjoy the fight. I was mad that upset I, that Oscar didn't get it. I was like, and. I probably shouldn't share his story why he thinks he didn't get nominated. Ooh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off. All, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and thanks for listening. I, I want to hear the story. <laughs> uh, no, I do like the Fighters Only Awards. I enjoy the ceremony. You're right. In, as far as the popularity contest, I mean, it literally is just a fan vote. So we should have Junkie should have had a, for multiple years. You know, since the last time we won it, and you know now the fact that they're just like, oh, right, let's just give it to the guy that has the biggest platform right now, and it's just like. Is he still even doing journalism at half the time? He's like, come on, guys, really? But that's it. I like it. I, I mean, I like the, the guy. I love coming yeah. to the awards, man. I, 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 you I get fucked up. Have I a do. good old time. <laughs> Everybody's all dressed up, and we got open bar, and I just have fun, <laughs> and, and uh, it's a good time, man. You get to see everybody. You know, when, when are I've we never all? seen you turn down an open bar. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll be a fan of anything if there's an open bar. I'll be like, oh, no, I love this, man. You're like, this is the funeral parlors uh, convention I, of the year. I never knew a knitting convention could be so cool. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. Uh, no, I, but I, I actually it is fun for me to see like everybody dressed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not like we're rarely. I'm sure, all they get a kick like out of you. It's the only time you wear pants. That <laughs> literally one time a year you wear pants. You'll go to a wedding and wear shorts. Oh, I would absolutely. But like yeah. this thing, you actually wear pants, oh, yeah. and it's a suit. You I mean, wear a full-on suit. Put on, you gotta show some respect. You know, you know it's normally tie. it's like you say people have to pay to wear a suit. That's, that's the that's the one time I don't get a paycheck. <laughs> And I and I wear a suit. I love it. Uh, all right, listen, uh, busy. So like, historic week. Uh, UFC was fun last week, but of course the show. We're in that busy stretch now, man. You get Dana White's oh, Tuesday boy. night contender series. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, man. Um, man, Tuesday night show was good. It was worth it. Really good. It was worth and, it. And, I, and look, I love the contender series, man. I do. It's just it gets really busy when it's Monday weigh-ins, yeah. Tuesday fights, Wednesday media day, Friday weigh-ins, Saturday. And fights. that's just if it's in town. Yeah. So, like, next week, it's Tuesday night doing Contender Series, then I hop on a 5 a.m. flight to oh, go out. Oh. So, yeah, these next two weeks are going to, like, uh. But Contenders is so much fun. So, are you flying to Salt Lake City on Wednesday also? Yeah. Well, I'm flying Tuesday, so I'm going to miss Contender Series. So. Yeah. I did it just for that because yeah. I was like, I feel, I feel bad. Like, if it's in town, I'm like, I feel bad missing it. And then Southwest has a direct flight. Like, a 5 a.m., it gets me there at, like, 7.30 or oh, something like man, that. bro, though, that's that – it sucks. Three o'clock wake it's up call straight in the media day. And for me, it's probably even earlier than that because I, you know, I you obsess about getting there earlier get so I can check my bag and stuff. So yeah, I mean, those ones always kind of worry me. But uh, and it's such a short flight that I doubt I'll get sleep. But it's just like I just got to muscle through until the that evening. That's fun. And it'll suck. Oh. But I'll have more than likely, at least for the first one. That's not uh, the San Diego one. I'll have Thursday off. Right. So I'll be able to recover for that. But, yeah. yeah, for Salt Lake City, we'll have a presser. So for the week of UFC 278, that's 278, right? In, uh, or 277? Or is it 8? 78. 78. I think Dallas was 77. I can't okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Salt Lake 278. So I'm just going to shout out to all the uh, MMA Roadshow listeners. Week of UFC 278, look for a cranky cold coffee <laughs> on Wednesday night who has woken up at 3 a.m., done a media day, and then sits down to record the podcast. Yay. But at least we'll both be in uh, Salt Lake City together. We'll, be, we'll be actually cool. be on the road together because I'm not doing San Diego, but uh, yeah. I will be doing Salt Lake. So we'll be – well, actually, the road show will be on the road together. Salt, Salt Lake City. Well, it's been years, man. It's been a long time. Years. That's well, that one we're staying way outside of but town I mean, too. I will drink. I, I will drink then. Yes, I will drink. Yeah, uh, I'll need. Yeah. I walk because I'll I'll need it. You know, because at some point you're like, I'll just be so like, <laughs> I'll probably be so like, I'll probably have a beer. I, I uh, imagine I'll beer. Well, we'll see. Come on, we'll see. I have an. It's beer. a press conference the next day. We'll see. At five o'clock at yeah, night. 
We'll see. <laughs> if you're not recovered by five even, night. You know, Oscar's actually been really good too because he's going the things. He's like, he's like, bro, you want me to bring my mitts? We can get work. I was like, dude, that sounds really good. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to talk myself out of it because, I mean, I, I want to have a beer. I'll sit there and have frosty beverages and watch <laughs> you guys hit mitts and just critique your form, talking trash. It's been fun. I mean, like, it's fun. Oscar's got – he's got really good movement. He's got quick hands and stuff. Uh, so it's been fun. I, I like giving them – you know, I mean, obviously, like, a lot of the, the young kids, as I call them, because they're all literally could be my children. Um, I like being able to give them work, you know. But some take it easier on me because I think they're afraid to sort of punch at me. But Oscar doesn't. Oscar's just like, fuck it, yeah. That's why it was funny about the other guy that I was going with, Richie. Uh, there's a big guy that Oscar was talking about. Um, he's 31. He certainly had no uh, qualms about throwing some fucking heat. Um, but, no, I like it. I mean, like, th- that sort of stuff. And I like – I know Oscar's Oscar's taking this very, very seriously. And, like, he's been getting work on the road. So I know he wants to try to do it. So if we, if we did it, I mean, we would probably end up sparring as opposed to, like, just, like – here, oh, hit in. my mitts and stuff All like right, that. All right, so we just clear out a hotel room. <laughs> we bring, I, I get to drink frosty beverages and you guys spar. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be like crazy, like, but yeah, I'm down. Calm down. <laughs> I might just I might live podcast. Why, I was like, you, I'll com- I'll as soon as I started saying that, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I'll commentate your sports only session. for Patreon members. Oh, that would be great. You guys would be cracking up. Oh, that'd be fun. All right, listen, contender series. I did want to ask you real quick. First of all, uh, a heartfelt shout out to my man Charlie Campbell, uh, who of course fights in the CFFC, and and I mean my man Charlie Campbell, the Campbell. He had the contract locked up, dude. They were already legal. Yeah. Legal was already typing his name on the contract. They were they were just ready to hit send on the email, and then he got clipped by Chris Duncan. And good for Chris Duncan. I mean, you know, Chris Duncan multiple times, and we know the the journey that he went through of like, I'm fighting, I'm not fighting, I'm in the UFC, I'm not in the UFC, I'm back on contenders. So good for him. But, but to I just weather wanted, that storm, oh I mean, gosh. he was getting he was getting he was getting pounded. And you know what's crazy is. The fight before that was so darn good because mm. I remember somebody came at me on Twitter because when I tweeted out my picture, I had a slash and I had the co-main guy. I was like, man, maybe give it to loser. And he's like, what? You, you're not going to give it to the main guy? And I didn't even really think about it, but I think it was like at the end of the event, I was just like, oh, man, let's just get to the back. So I did the picture and I was like more. I thought about it. I was like, you're right. He was sort of leading it, but maybe it was the fact that we didn't have that such back and forth like we saw in that second to last fight right. between the two that made me just think like, oh my God, both these guys are, are equal level. The thing that when I was thinking about on this one with Campbell is that he was he was so dominant, but it was like the first time Duncan touched his chin he went no. down. It just goes to show you how hard Duncan hits. Cause that's, that's what I, that's what I think it is. Not have like a suspect. That's chin. what I was gonna say, and, and I doubt that it's that. But I, I was like, man, why, why didn't I initially think like, oh, it had to give that guy a one? And I was starting to come up with trying to come up with reason. But I think it was just the fact that it was the end of the event. It was so quick, and that fight before it was just so back and forth that I, I was so excited by it. Yeah. That at this point I was just like, okay, well this guy's getting a contract, and then I, I left it alone. I'm definitely biased because I love to see guys from the CFFC get love and move up to the next. Yeah. But I thought the same thing. I was like, hold on, man. Charlie was literally tuning him up, man, yeah. and showing. And I thought showing really good patience, right? You see that sometimes, especially with young guys. You know, they hurt somebody and they rush, right? He yeah. was like, whoa, back away, sprawl, hit, hit. You know, landed big uppercuts. So I thought, you know, if there's one that you could, it's like, well, dude, you were winning that fight until you got clipped by one shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to your point. Vinicius Salvador at flyweight 
I'm I'm all in on this guy, but Shannon Ross was his opponent, the one that yeah. um, had an amazing fight as well. I, I honestly thought Campbell and Ross were both they candidates yeah. for being – and we've only had one so far where a loser has gotten it, and, if, and in that fight – Dana thought it was judged the wrong way and it should have gone the other way. Yeah. So, you know, it, I don't know that, you know, there certainly wasn't any incorrect judging with Vinicius right. and Campbell straight up loss. So we haven't seen somebody straight up like lose, lose, lose and get one. And get one. Yeah, but yeah. I did think both those guys should have been at least in discussion. And he even said that, it, like, uh, afterwards, he's like, those guys are. UFC caliber fighters, like mm-hmm. you know, it was. It was which one was it? Was it the, what he's like? It was. It was that kind was, of. It was a compliment and not a that compliment. That was Salvador and Ross, I believe, where he's like, "That was a UFC prelim, prelim. level fight," and you're like, <laughs> uh, "It was funny." Like I know he meant that as a compliment. Like it could fit on the UFC prelims, and nobody would be like, "What is this doing here?" Like yeah. you would be like, "Oh, that was a great fight," but it sounds funny because you're saying like, "Oh no, I mean." You're at least like a USC prelim kind of guy. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You're the guy that people haven't showed up yet to watch, you know. <laughs> but no, I mean it was but yeah, it was it was and I you know, I the way he said it, you're you're exactly right. I think his brain when he thinks about it differently, you know, maybe in his mind he might come back and say prelims we want some of the most exciting guys to start the night off, so mm-hmm. we put them on the prelims. You know, whereas a lot of other people were like we're always like are you upset you're not on the main card? Like, we're the one. Maybe we're the ones that are making it worse than what they see it as, you know. So in his mind, maybe he was thinking, like, dude, I'm giving them my second best compliment, yeah. you know, or something. I will say this. You know, in, in, in terms of, like, Dana saying stuff sometimes, not really realizing the implications of it, I will say kudos to him for coming back and clarifying after last night that Anthony oh, Smith Anthony did Smith. have a break. Because remember, like, again, Even though that news was already out by it that It was, time. I think he wanted to make sure. Yeah, just because, like people heard it from him because he felt like he set it up. In Dallas, he was yeah. like, they, they were like, oh, is there a fracture? And he was like, no, they didn't find a fracture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it's not him thinking like, oh, what did I just do? Like, I basically yeah. had it seem like Anthony Smith was, like, lying about having a fracture. Like, it's not what he meant. He just, that wasn't the initial thing. So yeah, I, so I, that I was, was him owning cool. it. Yeah, that's, that's cool good. You're right. All right, the last thing I want to say about this, I just want to say, I guess, I wanted to ask you, but I think we'll probably be on the same page, but I was going to ask you if any of the five most excited you, but I have a feeling it's probably saying that. Benicia Salvador, number one, as a flyweight, finishing fights, yeah. unbelievable. But if this kid can learn some English, man, because his personality yeah. was hilarious. And obviously, uh, Fabiano was doing a great job translating, and Fabiano uh, is the Portuguese translator you've seen a lot of lately, and he does a good job. Well, because he did he, some work today. He did some work today. He had some <laughs> long answers. Um, but he, he does a really good job. But it was so funny because, you know, my limited Portuguese based on my limited Spanish, like I was picking it up as he was saying, yeah. it was kind of funny that, you know, he was basically talking about how great it was and how great it felt. And then he picked up the monster water and held it to the camera. It was like, and it was because of this monster water and this monster energy, you know, like plugging the product or whatever. And then later on, he plugged the Hallerhead whiskey yeah, as well, like yeah. doing just like, you know, product play. And it was just the energy was great. So, I mean, a guy that can fight like that, that can talk like that. Yeah. They can have that much fun. But if he could, if he could just if he could take that next level. And again, I, and I always yeah. preface this by saying I'm not that jackass that thinks that everybody needs to know English. I get it. Where you right. come from, they speak Portuguese, and I don't speak much Portuguese. I get all that. Yep. But the majority of the fan base, you know, obviously especially here yeah. where they're paying pay per views, which drives the you know the revenue yep. rates. It's it's an English speaking audience, and if you can communicate with them, it just resonates to a higher level. I mean, because if you could break in that market with that personality, mm-hmm. I mean. It would be gangbusters, you know. I mean, that that's one of the crazy things about American fans, you know. Like Brazilians love Brazilians, you know. The the English guys like the English fighters. Americans were just like, eh, we like all of them, yep. you know. So he has just a good chance if he comes up saying the right things and delivering fights like that 
to win over the American fans as anybody else. But the, the, the big final spot is that they have to be able to understand him. That's it. They can understand his facial and his excitement. I mean, like, anybody looking at what he was saying could tell, like, wow, this kid's got something to him, you know. Right. But, man, I mean, yeah. imagine, like, if Patty Pimblett or Molly McCann, like, two of the you know, popular stars, like, their personalities yeah. had to go through a translator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they still have personalities, and you still see the energy, but then you're waiting a second for this guy to translate. Oh, just not Imagine if they were super drunk up there and then tr- happen to wait for that to get <laughs> translated, and it ends up they're just talking about pizza and the and the bad parts of the leftover of the pizza oh, or the sandwich or whatever. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. Molly was yeah, trashed they're, they're, uh, She was so wasted. At some point, I was just like, can we just – Pulled the plug on this already. <laughs> like it, it was funny for the first twenty minutes. Oh, she's a trip, but, man. Oh, she's what a character. She's the best. But no, so in your point, yeah, Vinicius was one of the ones that really stood out for me last night. I was excited to see Cortez Acosta, Acosta come out banging Boy, like he did. If he but that the physicality that he yeah. has, the speed, the power, like if he can refine, as Dana said, there's a lot to work on. Yeah, but the raw materials are there. His opponent had hell of a chin too because he yeah. was cracking him. Um, but no, he was he was great. Everybody, even Francis Marshall, was fantastic. That went to a decision, but man, I thought that was a great fight. And then, you know, of course, Duncan, man, I thought he was saying the right things as well in the back. I mean, uh, he's another cat that if he could build him up in that market, man, um, that's huge for them. I mean, yep. I think they look at these European guys and they're just like, please, please do well because we could build you. Absolutely. You know, that market's hitting off. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't have that big of a problem with the first week of Contender Series. I know a lot of people were like, oh, just blah, blah, blah. And Dana's like thinking it was like the worst thing ever. There were still some decent fights that just – there were moments there weren't as many moments where you were just like wow but there were still glimpses so like i didn't feel bad like on the first week it wasn't amazing it wasn't you're right i i i'll be honest with you i think dana was most upset that that show happened while lorenzo, lorenzo was there lorenzo was there i, really I still thought we it. were going to see three contracts yeah. i th- i well you know and i'm pretty good at picking these things in seasons past i think we would have saw three contracts that's funny but there was just something weird about that particular night and i guarantee it was cuz it was Dana, and on his right was Lorenzo. On his right was Lawrence Epstein. On the far end of the table was Hunter. Those guys are never there. Yeah. So they literally brought out the big dogs to everybody get together and powwow, and they probably wanted to have great fights and then go back and plan the taking over of the world. And then they had fights that didn't really, live up to I it. I really think that, 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 that was, was part of his frustration. I really think that was a big part I bet of his frustration. Right. I bet you're right. Lorenzo was there. <laughs> Uh, but you're right. It was. But Tuesday was great. So if you haven't, for whatever reason, seen this week's Contenders episode, seek it out, man. It was highly, highly entertaining. Uh, and of course, it all leads into uh, UFC on Saturday night uh, on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Uh, the main event: Tiago Santos versus Jamal Hill. Great light heavyweight fight. Meaningful light heavyweight fight. Um, one that Jamal Hill opened, I think, is like a minus 250 and continued to be bet up all the way to like a minus 300. I think is when I looked at it this morning. Um, and I, and I think that's understandably so. I mean, I guess what's interesting about this to me, I mean, you know, everybody's going to look at Tiago Santos and, and you hear it all the time. You're like, yeah, oh, he's just not the same anymore. You know, he had the knee injuries and he's not the same guy, but he's also facing some elite level competition, yeah. man. I mean, he is facing the best of the best and, uh, and having some setbacks, um, but you know, not getting tuned up, man, not like just getting absolutely worn out in these fights. You know, he's. He's competitive, but he's just not winning. I mean, you look at who he's lost to. Okay, yes, John Jones, uh, Glover Teixeira, Alexander Rakic, and then Magomed Ankalaev. I mean, 
He's scrubs. fighting. Yeah, he's fighting scrubs. nothing but the top five, <laughs> right? And then you look at Jamal Hill. Now, Jamal Hill, I'm not trying to uh, take away from a win over Johnny Walker, a win over Jimmy Crew, a win over Vince St. Preux. I mean, all those are, are relevant, you know, victories and meaningful victories, especially, you know, when you're doing them the way he has in the first round, these last two picking up performance bonuses. Um, but – you know, Paul Craig, of course, showed that there is a path to victory uh, on the ground. And, um, you know, we haven't seen him really pushed late very often in his career. So I guess there's paths to victory here. I, in, in my wagering analysis for, for Sports Illustrated, uh, my recommendation was really an underplay on like under two and a half rounds. I, oh, I, I, I like, um, it, it, when I looked at it this morning, you could get under two and a half rounds for like minus 165, which to me is a lot better than putting – Minus 300, I, it, any matchup in MMA, once you start getting about minus 300, that scares the heck out of me to put that type of money down. So um, I'm intrigued by this fight. I, I think a lot of people are probably looking at it as it's an automatic win for Jamal Hill. I, I wouldn't go that far. I do think he's got to go out there. But mm-hmm. I will say this, man. Jamal Hill, his scrum today uh, was intense, man. Like yeah. he's just uh, feeling it. He got a little bit emotional talking about, um, you know, reminiscing over – uh, you know, watching it on TV and just dreaming about being here and, th- you know, and now he's here and his yeah. second main event in a row and, you know, coming from nothing and now he has a little something in his pocket, you know, and, uh, man, he got uh, emotional kind of looking back. But he's also just intense when he talks about, uh, you know, so I think somebody asked him about whether, you know, he sees kind of a – uh, a lesson to Tiago Santos, and he was like, I, "I whip with you know, I whip the ass of whatever version Tiago Santos shows up. You know, yeah, it's the Tiago Santos so that awesome. fought John Jones. I whip his ass too. And it's just, it's that confidence, and he's got the skills. And man, this could be, I think, you know, it, I, I think this is a big breakout moment for him right here, potentially. Although Tiago Santos, for his part, and Tiago, Tiago doing his uh, interview in all English, by the way, he continues yes, to do that. Yes. Um, but, you know, he said, look, it's the best training camp I've had since before I fought John Jones. He said, you know, obviously I wish more he's got, fighters said that. No, right? Yeah, best <laughs> camp ever. Uh, and, he, and, and, you know, obviously he's a dad now, so he did talk about, you know, he's kind of that, that dad motivation. He's got that dad strength. And, 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 you know, I think that's the thing we always thought Tiago was missing was strength, right? But now yeah. he's but now he's a dad. Strength and toughness. Yeah, we always thought. Uh, but I don't know. So, listen. Uh, meaningful uh, main event. Not one that's going to secure a title shot for anybody, but I think – this is a big breakout opportunity, I think, for Jamal Hill yeah. if he wasn't already there. But I will say I'm, I'm just not ready to just chalk up the win and, 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 and say we don't even need to tune in on Saturday. Yeah, and so – but for the breakout, it has to be a finish, right? Has to. Yeah, if it's a decision, which, you know that, – that's, that's the thing. Because has, has gone to a lot of decisions. Four out of his last five has went to decisions. So I was here – that stuck in my head because when you said that you won with the under two and a half – that needs Jamal to have something happen. I don't know if we're going to see Tiago do that to Jamal. I mean, he always can catch him. If anything, I feel like it would be Jamal would have to give that to Tiago, but we see Tiago is so darn tough against these last guys he's fought that he's been able to get to that decision. I think Tiago touched on a little bit right today, right? He said, because I asked him, what do you expect? And he said, you know, I, you know, I, I, I feel like when people fight me, like they want to wrestle me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't want to strike. And I just don't feel like Jamal Hill's like, Jamal you know Hill's what? not going to Right? Like, he's like, <laughs> like, Jamal Hill's not sitting in the gym right now going, you know, if we wanted to minimize the risk in this fight, we, we really wouldn't strike with him because that's probably the only place he can beat us. Like, why don't we grapple and we'll yeah. clinch and we'll hold this against the – he's not doing that. He's just like, I could knock him out. Let's just go knock him out. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why – because I think you're right. And I, I think what, what Tiago said is right. I think a lot of people do tend to wrestle him because yeah. they realize, like, 
Well, they don't want to take those leg kicks. Front, yeah, I don't want to stand in front of him. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but I don't think Jamal's Jamal, going to do that. I don't see that at all. I mean, I just don't see him because one, I mean, with that fire that he had in his, you know, everything that he said today. There's no like, hey, I'm going to play the safe route in there. You know, he wants to go out. There. I think he understands that this he's at the precipice of getting to the point where people can't not mention his name when mm-hmm. you're starting to talk about the guys at the top of the division. But to do that, you ha- if he, he's got to finish him. I mean, like, yes, we'll, if he can get a decision win over him and it's a good fight and, and it's exciting, it's going to move him up. And, you know, and it's going to look good because, you know, a win over Tiago Santos in any in mm-hmm. any fashion is a good thing. But if you want to start talking about jumping the line and having people start saying, like, hey, should we have already had this guy in conversation? You got to come out there and get a big finish, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. And you're not going to do that by wrestling. No. But I don't. I don't envision him even trying to wrestle unless Tiago catches him with something, or maybe starts hurting his leg. If if Tiago goes out there and takes his legs away from him with leg kicks, you know, takes it to where he can't lean on and can't really throw that. It might change it up. It might change it up a little. But Jamal's so darn tough, man. He he'd probably still throw as hard on half a foot. <laughs> you know, like take both his legs away. He's like, I'm just gonna be on my knees throwing bombs, dog. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, he's been a guy that, you know, I think people, even people that, like, scout the regional scene heavily, you know, that before he got to the UFC were like, this kid's got something, this kid's got something, you know, people aren't, but I think this is the moment where you stop talking about him as a prospect, you know what I mean, and and now you start looking at, okay, this dude's an actual contender, you know what I mean, and, and we got to start looking at these top-level matchups. Last decision was January of 2020, and before that was – June 30th, 2018. Yeah. Dude doesn't go to no. decisions. No. No. <laughs> That's I, I think awesome. It, I think this one gets done early, so uh, we'll so see. So awesome. I'm excited. Co-main event's a good one, too. Vicente Luque versus Jeff Neal. Um, you know, Vicente Luque, credit to him. Credit to both these guys. I mean, they both have a lot of respect for each other. Obviously, these are two very respectful dudes. They're not trash talkers. So but, respectful. I was, but it's like the two of the nicest oh, guys. Two of the nicest dudes, but it's cool because they both realize, like, oh, this, I'm go- this dude's going to put me in a war. Like, they both yeah. said that I'm going to be in a war. It's going to be exciting. Um, I love Luque, you know, just saying, look – I wanted to fight again, and these top-tier guys, you know, a lot of them, it, it, it takes a while to get them booked. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, J- Jeff Neal was willing to fight, and I see he's down there in the rankings a little bit, but I like what he's doing, and he's willing to fight me, so let's go. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jeff Neal ready to take that, you know, that leap up. And uh, it's a big one. Now, it, it's interesting, right, because Neal being from Dallas, you know, fighting a week after Dallas. Yeah. I know he, he mentioned he was a little bit disappointed, but, <laughs> you know, when, when I look at this card, and, and again, I don't want to – disrespect anybody on the card because I think there are going to be some fun matchups but you take Luki and Neil off this card man and and uh it gets it gets pretty thin pretty quick you know what I mean I think like, you're absolutely right I think you're absolutely right I mean I think this, they just didn't want to lose I think they needed that for a nice co-main event because that's the kind of thing that should something happen you know I don't even want to put it out in the universe right. should something happen you with the main event with that. you could throw this one up there yeah, for sure it's that it's those that's those two guys are that caliber sort of guys I mean but yeah, I mean, oh man, what a what a fun fight! I mean, you got one guy that has a lot of skills on the ground, but has good hands, and you have another guy that just has dynamite in his hands. I mean, it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be fun. Um, Vicente, I mean, it's, this is a dangerous fight for him, you mm-hmm. know, because if you lose this, you know, people start looking oh, like, well, he lost to Bilal, yep. you know, where it's like they might have just been like, oh, well, Bilal right now is just you know charging to the top. Um, are you still the the you know? top of the division who knows but 
It's going to be good. It's going to be a good. This, this card should be. It really, is big really though. Fun. You're right, man. Like, you know, he had a lot of momentum. If he if he loses here, man, that's that's a huge setback. So yeah. a, a big fight here. Um, you know, obviously he's got the more big fight experience as well. So I think you'd certainly favor him in the matchup. But Neo can be dangerous. You know, he was dealing with some kind of body issues for a while, and, and now he's doing okay. And if, if you look at the lines, uh, you know, Luke a slight favorite, which which I think is right. Um, it was funny, by the way, Jeff Neal, who I don't think always loves talking to the media, uh, seemed to be pretty comfortable today. Yeah. And it was really funny. It was one of the most relaxed I've ever seen him in a media session. And he kicked it off, right? He was the first, wasn't he? Uh, he was early on, very early on. Yeah, I think he was like second or third, maybe. maybe. Was like, yeah, okay. uh, very, very early on. But uh, it was pretty funny because uh, he was kind of reliving uh, his uh, experience of getting into the UFC and being on the Contender Series. And he talked about his manager calling him at work. And yeah, uh, so at his manager called him at work, and he and he left. You know the word. He's like, you <laughs> gotta leave. You gotta leave now. Yeah, because he was waiting tables. He's yeah. like, you gotta leave now. And he was like, so I just left. And I'm like, just walk out in the middle of your shift. <laughs> he was like, no, no, you know, like. And then we all just started joking about like, fuck your breadsticks. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out. You know, <laughs> eat your peanuts and be happy, motherfucker. <laughs> it was fun. He got a, he got a crack up out of that, which I which was good to see because I feel like yeah. sometimes he's kind of nervous in there, kind of uptight about it. Uh, but he, he was super relaxed. He was cracking up a little bit, so that was good to see. Uh, then we get into the Ultimate Fighter finales. Um, based on your comments earlier, so uh, I I did watch every episode. Did you end up watching every episode or most of the episodes? No, I watched, anyway? the, I watched a few of them. Just a few? Okay. Yeah, just a few of them. Um, I, I watched it was mainly depending on who was fighting. Mm, I can imagine so. Uh, because and then, guys and then like I Ma just skipped to the fights. Because guys like Muhammad Usman, you want to tune in and fight for. Yeah, I mean, course, the brother, <laughs> Kamar Usman. Uh, all right, uh, Muhammad Usman versus Zach Parga. Uh, they were uh, teammates not only on the show, but they were actually teammates in the gym uh, before they ever got there. Uh, so very, very familiar with each other. Uh, they made it to the finals. They're both, uh, like I said, they were both on the same team, Team Pena. Um, Mo Usman, for anybody that didn't watch the show, you know, Mo Usman, of course, the brother of the, the pound for pound great, the welterweight champ. Um, and, 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 I, and I love his attitude about it, right? Because he doesn't shy away from it. He does, he, in fact, he loves the comparisons. And he had a great quote today. He was like, because I asked him, you know, obviously you're, you're going to be compared to your brother no matter what you do. You're going to be linked yeah. to your brother no matter what you do. But do you want people to kind of shy away from that and kind of give you, you know, your, your right to have your own journey. And he was like, nah, man. He's like, because dude, if I'm, you know, if, if I'm up here and you guys are asking me about my brother, it's because I'm still here and I'm winning fights. You know what I mean? He's like, so that means I'm doing good. And I thought he had a great thing too. He said, look, my brother definitely got me into this and he's paved the way, but I still have to go out there and do it. He's like, it's he was not fired a, up in that he, answer. He was like, I thought he was like, I was like, is he coming up, John? But I think nah, he was just, I think, you became the other people right. out in the world. And I'm okay. And I'm fine. And I'm yeah. okay with that. But yeah, it basically just saying like, look, just because I'm his brother doesn't mean they were just like, so you're in the finals. He's yeah. like, you still got to win fights. You still got to get there. I, th I thought that was good. So yeah. Um, so that's good. Meanwhile, Zach is is undefeated, right? So I yeah, mean, this guy's yeah, he's perfect in his career thus far. Um. And and uh, according to the odds makers, uh, Zach is the favorite. So um, based on based on what you saw on the show, uh, and you count as amateur, he's on a twelve fight win streak. That's pretty impressive. That's impressive. I know a lot of people don't like to put too much into amateurs because you know who knows how well they're actually really matched up. But it's something. But no, I when I watch this and this this is me. And when I leaned around today, you know, and I, I said to John, I said, "Is do you think Usman's the real deal?" You know, is he just hype? Is he, you know, is is he going to give us what we think we need to see? And I just wasn't quite sure, you know. In some of the fights, I felt like I saw him struggle more than he should have, you know. And just at times, I was like, man, maybe, 
will he and I guess when I say that will he be able to shine in the biggest spotlight at that moment with that pressure and you know he's not a that a guy Look, that's he's 5 a tank. And 0. he's a tank there's yeah. no question about it. he's a tank he's got super power. tough but yeah it, it, we have yet <laughs> to see very complete performances from right. him yet so I think you're right like and that's where I was a little iffy on I him. think he can yeah but if I had you know if I had to pick a fight I, I would probably say Zach to be honest with you yeah that's why that's where I went with my staff pick because I went with Zach yeah. and that's I mean there's just nothing from Usman I just waiting and maybe this is the one maybe this is when we finally see that full-on performance from start to finish where you're just like okay now he's a real problem he's got all the ingredients and everything there to be a complete problem for the division. I just don't know if it's all right there yet together. And maybe it will be in time to to see this, but I don't know because like I haven't I haven't been pouring over everything, but just what I saw in the past, I was like I'm not quite sure. Um, but it, it, everything's a, a toss up some with some of these and, these competitors. And and two and, and and the other thing too is and you know they can make pretty solid improvements from the time they get off the show to the yeah. time they're here because now they know like. They're all like, this is their shot. You know, yeah. it's, it's one thing to be fighting on the regional stage and thinking, maybe the UFC will see this. Maybe, you know, maybe this tape will make it around to Sean and Mick and they'll give me the call. It's another one to know, I win this fight. I'm in the UFC, period. Yeah. Even not like, you know, the contender series. You're like, well, I got to win the fight and I got to impress Danny. Right. You know I mean? And we love the contender series. But this is a, a different scenario. It's like, I win and I'm in, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, there could be a lot of dedication. So I do think Zach is uh, is the favorite, deservedly so. And another thing, too, I mean, like, he's at the Elevation fight team. So they, in Denver, mm-hmm. they're fighting the Elevation. Yep. So if there's a guy that's going to maybe have a, a a benefit when it comes to the cardio, which is what you're going to need, and I think what gets you the difference between this, it's going to be it's going to be that. Uh, well, that's one of the things. Women's finale at flyweight, uh, d- almost dead even, according to the odds makers. Uh, the slight favorite is Juliana Miller against Brogan Juju. Walker. Uh, Juliana Miller is interesting. If you watch the show or if you watch any of her interviews, she's quirky, man. That's just all there is yeah. to it. She's a quirky individual. But you know what's funny is, so it's quirky, and she's saying some funny stuff, and she's saying some silly stuff or whatever, but then she she hits you with that powerful message of, like, you know, yep. four years ago – you know, I was ready to, to end it all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she was talking, you know, I, I, and it is it, it is interesting to me that she says, I look back on that and I'm frustrated that I was that weak, that I let myself think that way, that, you know, like suicide was the way out. Um, and so it is interesting, like, to, to, to kind of chastise yourself for being in that position. Um, but, you know, she doesn't chastise, obviously, others. She's like, I want to show people that you don't have to feel that way. Right. That, you know, there is – that if I came from literally nothing, you can come from somewhere too. And it, it is pretty amazing. You know, we, we talked about, you know, that amazing Patty Pimblett speech that he gave and how powerful that was. And, 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 and Juliana's not quite the orator that uh, Patty right. Pimblett is, but it's still that same powerful message. Right. And, and for her to say, you know, four years ago I was on a couch ready to call it, you know, to now I'm on the Ultimate Fighter trying to get into the UFC – um, it's pretty darn it's impressive. Pretty powerful, man. It's pretty it's impressive. Really, and I and you know I wouldn't look too much in the like. I mean, there's one way to be sort of self-deprecating and say one thing, and maybe when she said it, if she goes back, she maybe would choose different words to sort of say it instead of saying like, "Oh, I I was so weak in that moment. I can't believe I did that." Right. Because then when she goes on further, she said some very powerful, very very clear yeah. thoughts. You know, and that meant a lot. Um, but man, I. I've seen she's shown so much growth in that series, um, and I can only imagine that it's gone on more. And I love her personality. I love she's just quirky. She's fun. Um, 
Doesn't mind talking a little shit. Oh, I know. Doesn't mind talking And then she's shit. just up there. Like, and we talk about Vinicius, who was showing personality and just, you know, being quirky. She went up there, started reintroducing herself in the big sort of buffer-esque voice, you know, just yeah. enjoying the moment, you know. And there's just something refreshing. I know some people online, I looked at some of the people on the, the YouTube stream were just like, oh, come on with this girl. And I'm just like, how can you hate on that? Like her energy level was just it just it, it you know just takes you over and yeah. you can't help but watching it and then she talks about something good and then you saw the same people like oh man she must have been a psychiatrist i'm like well if this is what you're thinking that you need to make a joke about it you're That's obviously just thing. a dick you know and you're just gonna be hating on anything um but it's gonna be good i mean i i look forward to good things and this is just another you know case where we're gonna the We've seen fighters grow. They've grown into themselves on the show. And that's one of the things Dana always loved about the show is that you're building these characters and people, you're really finding out a lot about them. But I think these people as well find themselves and, and now have found their voice. Mm -hmm. She's probably always had a voice, I imagine, and, you know, comfortable to say stuff. But the way that she was able to sort of do it and tell it in a, in a way that was very visual and you could see the, the you know, what she was going through was was powerful and i love the fact that the fighters are talking more about uh mental issues and some of the other stuff <clears throat> and this i mean it's because it's not an issue that just deals with fighters there's people dealing with stuff all over when it comes to grief depression i know my past couple of years have been i've been very very dealing with depression and grief and other stuff you know and, and going to the gym and doing what i'm doing now has made me feel better so when she was saying some of these stuff and how she resonate it, it just really resonated yeah. her path and then others dealing with it, you know? So I love the fact that fighters are using the platform to talk about it and say stuff. Some might come out more eloquently than others, but the idea is still there. Just, just to make it okay to yeah. talk about it. Even, just to make even, it okay to talk about it. And, and, and that was, you know, what the essence of what Patty what said. Patty you know, was saying, it wasn't even, right. it was just like, just make it okay to talk about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like, there's no stigma. I, I, I agree yeah. with you 100%. Um, and it, it's cool. So I should be listen, a good fight. And Juju can fight. I mean, yeah. Brogan's more experienced. Um, Brogan, it was funny. She she likened herself to uh, to Amanda Nunes in the way she fought. But in fairness, so did Juliana Miller as well. Who said, you know, southpaw, you know, touch up. So it should be a good fight. Juju can fight. By the way, I will say this too. I I, for, I forgot to mention, and it came to my mind when I said that she's okay talking shit. How about Zach as well, just coming out and being like, well, once I went here, like, there's some UFC heavyweights. Oh, yeah. they, 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 <laughs> if you go watch it, in the, and it's like, yeah, like, he's like, you threw out, you're like, just name some names, and he had yeah. names Dude, ready. So he goes, once I get in, he's like, there's some UFC heavyweights that got signed during the pandemic that I don't think are very good, and I want to beat them. And I'm like, well, go ahead, because he says eventually he'll go to light heavyweight. He thinks when he, you know, is in title contention for yeah. his career, it'll be at light heavyweight. But he's like, but for now, there's heavyweights that I don't think are very good, and I want to beat him. And I was just joking. I'm like, well, throw out some names. He's like, absolutely. He was like, Parker Porter. Uh, yeah, he had a couple of them in mind. I was just like, damn, dude, he's literally rattling off names right now. Like, yeah. oh, my God. So His last fight before he got into the uh, tough house was at light, light heavy. heavyweight. Yeah. yeah, Marcus Perez. So, I mean – which is good because when you look at his frame, he's thick. Mm -hmm. He's a big boy, man. If he can, if he can maintain light heavyweight, uh, he'll be a problem. He'll be a problem. Uh, another heavyweight fight in Augusto Sakai versus Sergey Spivak. Uh, Sakai, of course, three straight losses, frustrating, um, but against some elite level competition. So worth pointing that out. But did say by the way that he made a change and went to American Top Team. I mean, and that's yep. you know, uh, you talk about a great place for for heavyweights. I mean, for anybody really. They got yeah, they got they got every, every division. They they every really do have covered. They really do have every division covered. They're still stay. But you know, it's funny um in in talking about uh 
you know, we're still kind of talking about the UFC, but and looking ahead to the PFL is this weekend as well. The playoffs get started. Uh, of course, Anthony Pettis and Stevie Ray in the main event there. But uh, Omari Akmadoff and Josh Silvera is one of your semifinals. And it's so funny because you're talking about ATT, you know, that was supposed to be shoe face. So it's supposed to be ATT versus ATT. It's supposed to be like Madoff and Shoeface. Yeah. Shoeface gets hurt. So an ATT guy steps out and another ATT guy steps in. So now it's still ATT versus still ATT. ATT. And by the way, I talked to Josh Silvera and it was pretty cool because he said Conan, uh, his dad, will be in his corner yeah. uh, for the fight, even though he's cornering against another American top team yeah. fighter. And, and uh, he was like, he, and to their credit, they said, look, we talked to everybody before the season started. They all understood this was going to be the situation. But they were like, but he just said, like, I hope people understand, like, this is my dad. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, I understand it's a coach versus coach conflict or whatever. But he's like, and, and I told him, too, I was like, yeah, bro. I'm like, it's your dad. Yeah. You know? Like, you, sh- you shouldn't have to step out and be like, well, I, you know, it's my shouldn't son. Have to, but, yeah, you shouldn't uh, have to explain it. It's like, it's like a no brainer. Like, why does this coach have the same name as him? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm coaching against an ATT guy, but not really. I'm a coach my son. So, looking forward, looking forward to that, by the way. Uh, I, I, I'd still love the PFL concept. And by the way, Pete, Pete Murray, I love this concept. So for anybody that didn't see this for Sports Illustrated, Pete Murray told me this. The way they're doing the playoffs this year, and I like this, is every fight on every card in the playoffs is a do-or-die scenario. So basically, you know, before they would have the playoffs, and they would just fill it up with kind of like showcase fights, like kind of scouts and talent or whatever. Now it's one of two things. Either you're fighting for a, a, a roster spot. So if you win, you're in the 2023 season. If you lose, bye. Or you're fighting for a spot on the PFL Challenger Series if you're a prospect. Same thing. You win, you're on the Challenger Series. You lose, you're gone. And uh, I think that's kind of cool, to be it honest with cool. you. I mean, like, every fight, it like, is cool. Their whole thing is every fight matters. That that makes the fight matter. So um, just a shout-out for anybody that didn't see that. So that will be on, uh, on Friday night. So uh, All right. Uh, the main card kicks off uh, on ESPN with Ariane Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachoeira, uh, which a couple of Brazilian uh, flyweights – um, and two women that honestly, they should throw down. They're both kind of strikers at heart. Um, I think this should be a fun way to start the card, man. I think I think these two girls are going to come out banging. Priscilla Cachoeira, you know, I think a lot of people tend to judge her first by her debut, of course, where she just got absolutely um, throttled by Valentina Shevchenko, but then she ended up losing like three straight. But she's three and one in her last four. Meanwhile, Ariane Lipsky, uh, you know, the Muay Thai specialist, but she's at ATT as well, so she's certainly rounding out her game. But um, – that could be a fun way to start the night, man. I think I think uh I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to this main card. I think it's gonna be good. It should be really, really good. And Cashware is no joke, man. I, I can't I think I picked her in our staff picks, which kinda of breaks my heart because Aaron Lipsky is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know who that is, you should go check her out. Uh but Cashware, I, I I just I just feel like she's got more well rounded weapons, uh to get that fight. But no, I mean, I think it's a great way of starting. And I love the idea. I mean, like you're looking at the main card and I love when they have uh, multiple women's fights on the main cards. They don't do it enough times. So every time that they do, I think it's pretty cool when they do it. Um, but it should be a good start. It should be a really, really good start. Take a look at the prelims, man. Some of these odds are, uh, man, you talk about odds you don't see very often. Uh, as you would expect, Mikhail Oleg is a big favorite against oh, Sam God. Alvey. How, ba- how bad are the odds? Minus 600. Uh, that's pretty big. Uh, yeah, minus 600 for Mikhail Oleg And look, when people say, uh, I don't understand, Sam Alvey has all these losses. How is he on the radar? Yeah. How is he's on the roster, I should say? Because of this. You yeah. call him, and you're like, hey, we got this dude that's a killer that nobody wants to fight. And he's like, what yeah. day do I need to show up? Tell yep. him when to be there. Can I bring the family? Can I, yeah. Can I bring the family? That's it, man. I got five kids. Can we bring the family? Uh, so that's a big one. 
check this one out, though. Terrence and Dana McKinnon. loves Sam Alvey. Oh, yeah, because he's going to yep. come fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what you're going to get in a Sam Alvey fight. You know gonna, what you're going to get. He's going to try. Terrence McKinney is a minus 850 over Eric Gonzalez, man. I was a little bit surprised to see that. I mean, I understand Terrence is legit, and Eric, you know, uh, just kind of still settling into the UFC, but uh, minus 850, that's 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 up there. Uh, Brian Battle is the favorite over Takashi Sato. Uh, Jason Witt uh, is an underdog to Josh Quinlan. Miranda Granger is returning. She's a mom now, former CFSC champ. She took some time off. Uh, she's up against the prospect and Corey McKenna. McKenna's the favorite there. And Stephanie Egger is a slight favorite to kick off the night against Myra Bueno Silva. So, uh, busy weekend. Like I said, man, it's it's that time of year. We got Tuesday night contender series. We got some boxing on Thursday night with Callum Walsh. You want to watch that on USC Fight Pass? You got PFL you might recognize on the Friday voice night. on there. Oh, you might recognize the voice. Uh, PFL on Friday night, ESPN on Saturday uh, for the UFC. Uh, I Look. I love it. I don't give a damn. Saturation? Uh-uh. Give me fights every single <laughs> What What I like, though, what I really like is when they're not all on the same night. It bugs me yeah, when there's yeah, like yeah. six things on one night. And I'm like, I can't watch all this. Well, you're sitting there, you know, got one screen on one thing, another one, because you just, you miss shit. You can't. You're I don't, just, I it's hate it. It's the worst experience ever. Like, I honestly, if there's two shows on at one time, I'd rather just focus on one and you go back and watch one. the other one later. That's what I'd, well, I, I, that's, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Go back and watch it because I'm always just like, let me just see the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't usually try to do the two things because it never I, works for me. I can't, I, I, I can't. Like I don't attention. take enough out of it. I don't. Yeah, it's it. like my eyes only look in one direction. I can't yeah. spread them out. <laughs> There's some jokes, but I'm gonna leave. Them. I never. There's, there's some, <laughs> throwing some insults out there, people. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, yeah, good to be back with you, my man. It's been yeah. a while. Thank you again for filling in for me. Fuck all that all coffee shit. Ah, yeah, all the uh, all all the fans <laughs> let let coffee know it was way better without John Morgan in it. Tell them, <laughs> tell them, hey, we need some more solo episodes. Thank you for those that did not cancel all your memberships for after that one episode. That's so great, so yeah, great. All right, so terrible. next week you're in San Diego, so we'll either. Have to do remote or I'll do soul. We'll figure that out. Then we'll be together in Salt Lake City. So yeah. that'll be fun. And then uh, I have no idea what the, what the world holds after that. So I can't I can't think that much in advance. Yeah, because I was even just thinking, I was like, Tuesday night's going to be kind of rough. Uh, I, or I was going to say we could always try to go early, but Tuesday night after doing the Contender Series, then trying to pack and then trying yeah, I don't want to think about it. I like the solo idea better. Oh, you want to do it yourself? No, 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 no. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, well, good Good to be hanging out with you, man. We'll, we'll let you – you probably got to go knock out your two-a-day or whatever. I'm just stopping Yeah, there. I'll save it for later. You know, I'm just glad you came over. You know, the beers have been getting – you know, they're probably getting stale sitting it's, in the fridge insane. or something. The frosty beverages are lasting a lot longer at your house yes, they than, they used to, than they used to. <laughs> I'm going to go knock out a couple more uh, 12-ounce curls. Yes. And uh, I'll be in L.A. tomorrow. So tune in and uh, watch some boxing on USC Fight Pass. Support the show, will you? In the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll